Welcome to Nahum Connections Podcast, Voices in Patient Access. Here, patients access professionals and industry experts contribute their voices about popular patient access topics, including career development and leadership, revenue cycle operations, healthcare regulations, and the patient experience. If you like what you hear today, subscribe or leave a review where you listen to podcasts. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Nahum Connections podcast. I'm Morgan Mangara, Managing Editor of Nahum's Access Management Journal, Nahum Connections, and your podcast host. Today, we're talking about all things prior authorization. In 2021, Nahum began an initiative to elevate the voices of its members and promote actionable solutions to everyday issues surrounding prior authorization. What started as a survey to members grew into the Prior Authorization Task Force, which then developed a white paper. On Wednesday, October 26th, Nahum hosted its business partners, commercial payers, and providers in a roundtable discussion, where the Nahum Prior Authorization Task Force collaborated with vendors and payers to brainstorm solutions to challenges in prior authorization. Today, we're sitting down with Prior Authorization Task Force co-chairs Michelle Fox and Becky Peters, who led the group and participated in the roundtable. We'll discuss the task force's work over the past year, the white paper, and the outcomes of the roundtable. Well, Michelle and Becky, welcome to the Nahum Connections podcast. Before diving into our conversation, introduce yourselves to our listeners. Michelle, you've been a guest on the podcast several times. Can you reintroduce yourself to our listeners and share what you've been up to this year? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. I am the Director of Patient Access at Health First in Brevard County, Florida, and I am currently the past president of NAHAM and the conference committee chair, and then I've also co-chaired the Prior Authorization Task Force with Becky Peters. Excellent. Thanks, Michelle. And Becky, tell us about your career in patient access and involvement with Nahum. Thank you. My name is Becky Peters. I'm the Executive Director of Patient Access Services at Banner Health out of Phoenix, Arizona. I've been involved with Nahum for probably about 20 years. I'm currently the co-chair of the Prior Authorization Task Force with Michelle. And I have been actively involved as a speaker and board member for a couple of years now. So very excited to be a part of this process and tell you guys what we have learned about prior authorization. Excellent. Thanks so much for the introductions. So for those listening who may be new to patient access or new to prior authorization, can you define prior authorization and share how patient access is involved? Prior authorization is really the process of contacting insurance companies, making sure that the services that the patient is going to receive will be paid and covered by the insurance company. In previous cases, most of our physicians received the the prior authorization, did the clinicals, got the authorizations, and forwarded that to the acute care hospitals to perform services. And now more and more that's coming over to the acute care hospitals to get the authorizations for the physicians. So a lot is involved in that. We have to get orders that have the CPT codes, ICD-9 codes. It requires clinical information. It includes a lot of contact to the payers, whether that's through websites, faxing, phone calls. It's extremely manual, takes up a lot of time. 
And that's usually done by our patient access teams. So a lot of our facilities and Banner in, in particular have an entire financial clearance team that works through different tools and different vendors to get a list of accounts that we believe will require authorization before the patient can be seen and are focused on working with those payers on that. We have to work denials. There's a lot of challenges with clinical information or making sure that we have all the right CPT codes. So it's extremely uh, challenging for all of our organizations across the country and something that is a key task for our patient access team members. Becky just gave you all about prior authorization, so I don't think there's anything more to add. Thanks so much for that explanation, Becky. So it's been quite the year for the NAHAM Prior Authorization Task Force. Can you give us some background about how this task force came to light and what need did it serve? Well, being in NAHAM, the Patient Access Leader uh, Professional Resource Organization, we talk about things that are our pain points or challenges, um, barriers to successes, improvements that need to be made. You know, we also share best practices and, and all the, the good stuff. But um, one thing that has been very um, prevalent in our industry right now is the prior authorization um, process and the requirement and how um, administratively burdensome it is. Um, it takes time, it takes people, it's confusion. I mean, there's just a lot of pain points around prior authorization. So we decided that based on the experience we have with price transparency and some other things that the uh, CMS puts down or the government says, this is how you're going to do it. Why don't we be proactive? as the leading organization um, in the patient access industry. And let's, let's start the talks now before the government comes and says, this is what we're gonna do and this is how you're going to implement it, right? So why don't we, the people who are living it every single day, why don't we get together? Let's get some providers together. Wouldn't it be neat if we could get some payers to the table? Wouldn't it be neat if we could work with our business partners, you know, the vendors that have technology that can hopefully solve some of our pain points? And let's start having those talks. Let's identify the challenges, um, come up with some feasible solutions to reduce the administrative burden and the cost for all payers involved, providers involved, and patients that prior authorization cause. So in October of 2021, we decided, I can't believe it's been over a year now, we decided to come up with this prior authorization task force. And it's comprised of about, I'd say, seven or eight providers, which are all NAHAM um, membership members and their, you know, their organizations that they represent. And then we ask some of our business partners that NAHAM works with, and they support us throughout the year to come to the table with their, what the pain points that they see in the industry from, and that, they, that they're trying to address from a technology standpoint. And then we said, you know what, let's work together. And then we can hopefully get our end goal was to get a round table to bring payers, providers, and vendors to the table so that we could all talk about how we want to move forward, how we want to um, address the problems, and then what obviously can we maybe take to CMS before they come down and dictate what we're going to do. Some of the goals of the task force were to partner with the payers, you know, in a collaboration, you know, in a spirit of collaboration. Let's collaborate with each other on how we can together hopefully come up with ideas to reduce the administrative burden on all 
create criteria to enhance standardization and automation, create criteria whereby providers are deemed, you know, maybe gold members where they're exempt from certain prior authorization requirements. And we wanted to always, we wanted to develop a white paper that addressed the potential solutions for the top challenges that we, you know, all came up with within our task force. And then ultimately host roundtables with the stakeholders, including payers and vendors to ensure that our, our solutions were a win for patients, providers, and payers. And we have successfully done that. I'm happy to say a year from when we started, we were able to host our first roundtable. Yeah, I think you covered everything very well there, Michelle. I would say, you know, some of the things that we engaged in was really kind of pulling our own operations experts, our own SMEs together first to say, what are your biggest pain points? And it was You know, I don't think any of us were super surprised that we're all experiencing the same challenges. We're having challenges with the manual processes, with the number of staff needed to to manage this, connecting with the payers, their websites, getting clinical information from our providers, having a consistent standard way of doing business. It's so much variation across the board. I think also as we engaged with our vendor partners, as Michelle was saying, wanting to understand what was the challenge they're having. We know what ours are from an operations side, but as they're trying to create solutions for us, are they dealing with the same kind of challenges that we are? Are they have, Do they have different ones? Are they seeing things in the industry that, that we don't see? And so I think it was very encouraging, you know, to get all those different perspectives together. And so in trying to understand all of those challenges kind of helped us identify what did we want to cover in this white paper. We wanted Naham to be a leader in this particular concept because it is our world. And it does create so much cost in our day-to-day business. So getting the feedback from all of these, you know, different SMEs and our vendor partners and creating those themes that we were hearing across the board really set the outline for the white paper. And then as Michelle stated, you know, once we knew what it was we wanted to put in the white paper and what we wanted to accomplish once that white paper was completed. So I think it's been a great opportunity to talk with a lot of different people and not from our own organization's perspective, but as a business operations perspective altogether. Excellent. Thank you so much for that insight. So let's talk about that white paper then, optimizing efficiency of prior authorization processes for payers and providers. Tell our listeners about this resource, and can you share a few key recommendations detailed in the white paper? Sure. So the white paper really was, you know, we came up with a scope on what we wanted to focus on. And so the scope that the task force and um, came up with was prior authorizations in outpatient settings, notice of admission, peer-to-peer reviews, and add-on staff procedures. So for prior authorization, what we are focusing on, we did not include inpatient procedures, prescriptions, and durable medical equipment uh, at this time. We, we wanted to, you know, we don't want to bite off more than we can chew. So we used to said, let's focus on what, what is truly prior in the outpatient settings and then NOAs, peer-to-peer reviews, stuff like that. So that was just to let our listeners know that was the scope of, of our white paper and of our task force at this time. 
we did um, come out with two themes that were pretty much every time, every time we had a listing session with either the providers or our business partners, the vendors, even, you know, when we got to the round table and talked to payers, um, we did find that we, the two themes that we really came up with were, or that we kept hearing were standardization and automation. And so we focused around there, that, and we came up with some recommendations and we also surveyed our NAHAM members. So in the white paper really was a collaboration effort on um, what providers felt were challenges. And the, as Becky had mentioned, our business partners, what they see and really surveying um, our NAHAM membership as well. So you asked for some of the recommendations that we came up with were establishing and implementing evidence-based prior authorization policies and procedures that use the most current data, standardizing the process of reviewing clinical data and updating requirements on a regular basis, instituting a standard prior authorization grace period, using integrated technology with electronic health records to support prior authorization. You know, anytime we can leverage technology, let's do it, right? And take away the manual uh, process. Using diagnosis codes as the foundational information to support medical necessity and authorizing treatment, and then transparency and prior authorization policies and procedures. So really, you know, if you look at all of these, it's standardization. Let's not have every payer doing it a different way um, or have every hospital even doing it a different way. You know, it's, it's not just payers, providers as well. And then for automating, you know, let's take out the manual processes, anything that we can automate, you know, let's work uh, smarter, not harder, right? Let's look at this process. How can we lean it? How can we get rid of the waste? How can we become more efficient and not have it take so much staff or so much time or redundancy, right? Duplicating efforts. And then, and really just everybody being on the same page, like let's be transparent. So, you know, on the payer side, let's see what they're going through. They need to see what the providers are going through. And let's really just work together to, you know, come, you know, let's meet in the middle and fix the, the, the process for everyone involved. But, you know, the main person that this impacts is our patients. And that's where we should be focused on. And we should center every decision that we make and everything we're thinking about doing. How is it going to impact our patients and our customers? And keeping them in mind because they really are the ones that suffer or that they are directly impacted by a prior authorization process that, that, that doesn't work. That is very challenging because they're trying to get the services they need. And if we put all these roadblocks and these barriers, you know, it pushes them from getting the healthcare services that they need. So really at the end of the day, you know, a patient is a patient to the provider, but it's a member to the payer. So we really all have a mutual customer in this, this process that we need to keep in mind. That's a wonderful overview, Michelle. Thank you so much for sharing that. And to everyone listening, we'll be sure to link this in the show notes, but you can access a copy of the white paper at naham.org slash prior authorizations. Looking to grow your skill set and stature within patient access profession? Consider Naham's Certified Healthcare Access Associate or Certified Healthcare Access Manager, the only patient access certifications that meet NCCA standards. Showcase your knowledge, problem-solving abilities, and dedication to your career by becoming NAHAM certified. Visit certification.naham.org to learn more.
So as we're saying, as we've been saying, the task force just recently hosted payers in a prior authorization roundtable. Tell us about that experience. What did payers take away from it? And did you each learn anything new from the roundtable? So uh, I have to say that the roundtable exceeded all of our expectations. I think we all came away from that experience learning quite a bit from very different perspectives. I think the payers took from this a better understanding of the challenges that our operations teams face every day. Some of those challenges were similar to what they're facing. You know, everybody's having staffing challenges. Everybody's having training and education. Everybody's challenged with understanding the rules uh, and regulations that are constantly changing. I think they learned some of the uniqueness from even a clinician's view. One of our payers that was representing one of our payers was a, a clinician. And so hearing from the clinician's perspective as to why the rules, you know, prior authorization rules are in place, the challenges with standardizing, because each patient is unique, each patient's situation is unique, I think was very enlightening for several of us. Sometimes, you know, we get very caught up in our world and, and the challenges that we're having. And as Michelle was saying, the challenges that that presents to our patients difficulty getting in for care, maybe delayed care, or a patient choosing not to receive care because they can't get the uh, procedure authorized, and just the enormous amount of hoops that everyone is jumping through. So the clinicians are jumping through multiple hoops, trying to understand, you know, how to code, how to um, draft their clinical information, make sure it's providing the right information. Have they gone down all the paths that they should prior to ordering an MRI, for example, and then providing that information to us. Um, one of the challenges, you know, that the operations teams or the hospitals is getting the correct information on an order. But hearing from the clinicians, you know, they're usually not the ones writing their orders, their MAs are. And so you just continue to kind of play that telephone game where the information continues to change and get altered as it goes from the clinician to the MA, to the scheduler, to the authorization team, to the claim, to the payer. So, so many different paths. But I was, for me personally, it was enlightening and encouraging to hear that we all want to solve the same problem. I don't think that there were any huge aha moments on how we're going to do that, but I think it definitely opened some doors for us about things that we could focus on and where patient access has the biggest impact and the biggest responsibility in those standardizations and working with our vendor partners. We definitely have to throw more technology at this but we also need to really identify better ways of educating our clinicians, our patient access staff, and even the, you know, the payers. Um, again, as we were talking about, you know, just the tremendous amount of uh, staff overturn that they have as well. We're really, again, all in the same boat. But I think, and Michelle, you know, please add to this. I think we all felt like it was much more progressive and positive than we ever expected. I would totally agree with that. I was very nervous. I will admit about the round table, 
anytime that you bring people from the different, you know, parts of the industry together, and it's the first time you're meeting, you know, we have different thoughts, we have different opinions, but everyone was gracious. Everyone was respective of, every, of others' opinions. People spoke openly and candidly from their, you know, their part or their role within the prior authorization um, process. And, you know, we had breakout groups and we presented some of our, our recommendations from the white paper. We talked about some solutions. We talked about next steps. I think my personal goal when we started the task force, you know, a year ago was I just want to have at least one payer come to the table and let's just pilot something. Let's just put something out there and let's get a health system that's willing to work with them and let's collaborate and let's solve, you know, one of these problems. And then we can go to the rest of the nation and say, look what we did. And it can be done, you know, over and over again. Like we can now implement this. And I really think that we accomplished that. I'm, I'm not saying we set up a pilot with a payer. What I mean is that we had the open discussion and we, we walked away with what are next steps. We walked away with commitments that we've got people that are willing to establish an ongoing you know, team of providers and payers and the industry partners. And they're all committed and dedicated to improving prior authorization. And that was just awesome. I just, that's all I got to say. It was just awesome. So we are going to continue with that. And, and it was nice to be able to have payers and the business partners and the providers commit to continuing this journey of hopefully bringing some improvements to the prior authorization uh, process for the industry. That sounds like such an exciting and collaborative experience. Again, congratulations uh, to both of you on your leadership of this initiative. It's just really exciting to see where it can take Mayhem. So on that note, these activities set up Mayhem to be the thought leaders in patient access and prior authorization. What do you hope the payers, providers, and fellow patient access professionals take away from Naham's leadership in these spaces? I think for the takeaway from uh, Naham's leadership is that we have a voice. Um, and I just, I, I guess what we want people to know is that Naham is there as the, you know, association for healthcare access professionals and that we, we represent a large group within the nation of patient access professionals that represent all, you know, numerous hospitals and health systems, you know, and we are dealing with and tackling processes and issues and anything related to patient access, the front end of the revenue cycle. And so we're a large group that has a voice that can get people to come to the table and we can hopefully not just work on prior authorization, but there's other, you know, you never know what. We have price transparency, we have important messages of Medicare, we have, you know, you just name it. There's there's something that comes up with patient access. And so Nahum can be that voice and can be that a conduit to establishing relationships with payers, with business partners, with whoever we need to. And we can we can not we can tackle other things, not just prior authorization. I would just add to that um, really quick. I think we have the voice of the people in patient access and in NAHAM. We have in the revenue cycle, we're the ones that really are talking and kind of counseling our patients through this process. You know, we have a one-to-one -one connection with the payer. We have a one-to-one -one connection with the provider and the patient. So I think we bring a very unique perspective, not just the technical aspect, not just 
the operational perspective, but the person and the people. I think Michelle was saying that earlier is the impact. We see the impact that this can have to a patient and their family when care is delayed. So, you know, my hope through this is that other patient access professionals realize what a strong voice we have and how important their role is and the role of their staff and how we are such an integral part of the patient experience and that we truly can make a difference um, if we take the time and the effort to become involved and it you know helps build their career, it helps build their their voice at their organization. But more importantly, as Michelle was stating, is you know making real change within the country. Absolutely, that is certainly true. Thank you for that. Like what you hear on Naham Connections podcast? Visit naham.org/nahamconnections to catch up with the latest patient access content and insights from patient access professionals and industry experts. So you both mentioned this a little bit earlier, that provider perspective, but last year we had a physician on the Naham Connections podcast to talk about prior authorization from his perspective. What do you want clinicians to know about the patient access side of prior authorizations? Uh, so much. <laughs> um, I, I think for, for me personally, and I think as a patient access, we want clinicians to know that we are here to help them, that we are their partners, and we want to collaborate with them to make the experience for their patient as simple and easy as possible. I think sometimes um, we get the feeling that clinicians think we're here to make their lives difficult, um, to only talk about money um, and cancel their patients um, if they can't pay. So I, for me, it's really important for them to understand that we want to do the right thing for them and their patients. Um, and we wanna make it as smooth as possible. And we really are their partners um, and collaborators in this, you know, not their roadblocks. Um, and we can do that by educating, I think the clinicians on what we do, um, why we need the information we need, why we're requesting it, um, the timeframes that we need it in and why. So I think it's that, you know, that famous thing we always teach our staff is if you understand the why, um, everything changes. So if the clinicians understand why we're asking for the information in the way that we're asking it, I think it makes a big difference. Um, But overarching, just to, for them to understand that we are here to help them and to make sure that um, their patients get the care that they deserve. I think that's really great insight that if you understand the why everything changes. Thanks for that, Becky. And for those listening, if you want a take on the physician perspective, check out episode 11 of the podcast. So as we wrap up our conversation, what advice do you both have for fellow patient access professionals who are looking to learn more about overcoming prior authorization challenges or to get more involved with a professional and educational home like Naham? So, well, NAHAM, I mean, yes, prior authorization challenges, but we, NAHAM is a professional organization that handles and covers so much more. Um, Really anything, any individual who works in or oversees hospital scheduling, admissions, registration, uh, patient finance, benefits coordination, anything front end revenue cycle related, uh, we we are a resource for them. Um, We have 
Nahum establishes best practices and subject matter expertise. We provide networking opportunities, education, certification opportunities, and um, really provide a platform that enables its members to influence and promote high quality delivery of patient access services. You know, we have uh, live webinars, we have on-demand webinars, we have training manuals, certification uh, prep programs. We have our, our journal, we have um, a patient access listserv, we have a forum where people can just literally put in a question, um, like say today, um, you know, say my, my VP comes to me or my CFO comes to me and says, hey, Michelle, what are we, what are, you know, what are others doing about prior authorization? And I say, well, you know what? Let me go check. So I go to the Nahum website, put in prior authorization, and you got to find a whole bunch of things that are either already out there that others have put on about how they're handling uh, different processes um, or just any, any topic um, that, you know, you ask a question and then you have a whole membership that is willing to, you know, respond and, and write back to whatever your question is, whether it's a staffing challenge, whether it's a, what'd you do during, you know, it's COVID and are you guys using, um, let's just say plexiglass, right? Um, to protect your staff, um, anything from uh, your IMs, from collecting co-pays, um, really anything related, you know, how are you doing this for scheduling? How are you creating a call center? Um, anything you can, you can think of. You know, Nahum is a resource for that. And so I would highly encourage if um, anyone in patient access who is looking for any information um, to help them with their operations, um, Nahum is, is a resource. Um, there's tons out there and there's tons, there's out there stuff for people that are non-members, but there's a lot of stuff that if you become a member that you can take advantage of. So I would highly encourage people to just go to um, the Nahum website and um, if they have any questions to, to reach out to, um, to the nahaminfo.org and someone will be happy to take care of them. I, I think I would add to that um, as well is it's such a wonderful way to build your career. Um, a lot of folks, you know, I think it's so much better today, but there's still a lot of people out in the healthcare organizations that don't understand the importance of the role of patient access. And I think the more you come out and become members or participate in national organizations that help promote your team, you helps you become a better spokesperson. Um, you know, as, as my boss always says, you need to have that five minute elevator speech about what you do and how you impact your organization. And I think Nahum really brings that home. Um, a lot of folks too stay at one organization for you know either the majority of their career or their entire career, and which is wonderful. Or whether you move around a lot, but you need to to be open to how other organizations are doing business, how healthcare is changing every day, and it can get really easy to get kind of in a rut or kind of get siloed um, in our operations. And so, as Michelle was saying, Nahum offer so many different perspectives because there's not always one right way to do something. There are gonna be multiple right ways to do something depending on how your organization is set up, how your registration staffing looks. I mean, there's so many innovative ideas out there um, that you may never have thought about. Um, and you don't know if it's gonna be successful at your organization or not unless you, you try it. Um, but I, I, the certifications are amazing. 
And it really adds legitimacy to our roles and to our department, which I think you can't put a price on. That's wonderful. Thank you both for those insights. Um, and I can definitely tell that they come from your personal experiences engaging and volunteering with Nahum as well. So Michelle and Becky, thank you so much for joining us today and for leading Nahum's prior authorization thought leadership efforts. We greatly appreciate it. And we're so excited to continue sharing out the amazing work of the task force. Thank you so much. Thank you. The conversation continues on Nahum Connections. For more content specific to prior authorization and healthcare regulations, visit naham.org slash nahamconnections. That's N-A-H-A-M dot org slash N-A-H-A-M connections. Want to access the white paper discussed in today's episode? Visit naham.org slash prior authorizations to download your copy. That's naham.org slash prior authorizations. Thank you to everyone listening today. Until next time.